0: The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, former sports attorney, Miss America finalist, and competitor on The Apprentice, Marshawn Evans Daniels.
1: And so to believe bigger is to believe beyond what it is that we see and believe what we've seen in our past. And for me, six days before my wedding, I my life was changed. I discovered that my person that I thought was my Prince Charming was cheating on me. And I found out while he is on the plane on his way to Atlanta uh, for wedding week.
2: You're, you're pretty special. And you're special. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Our son Randy's here. Betty has another responsibility tonight, which she joyfully takes. This is an absolutely beautiful book cover and a beautiful woman on the cover. Uh, she's got her law degree. Uh, she is runner up, third runner up, Miss America. She was on The Apprentice and lasted till right down toward the end. She's just brilliant. She's beautiful. And uh, boy, you talk about having some heartbreak. You talk about getting your heart cut out when you least want it. Uh, Marshawn experienced that. But she says, believe bigger, and I'm just reading the subheading here, discover the path to your life purpose. Now if you understand, and I don't know how much she's gonna tell you about the book's very thorough in it, what she went through to get to this life purpose with full understanding. But I want you to welcome this beautiful lady to life today. Would you welcome Marshawn? <laughs> Okay, let's just, let's just take the title.
1: Okay, Pretty
2: impressive, Believe Bigger. We want to yeah. start off on that?
1: Sure. Well, you know, to believe bigger really means to believe beyond what you've been through. And big is actually an acronym that stands for built in God. And so a lot of times people will hear believe bigger wow. and they think it's about cars or houses or nice stuff or fame, fortune or influence. But really it's about believing in alignment with the frequency of God and the mind of the Holy Spirit. And God operates in the realm of the unseen. And so to believe bigger is to believe beyond what it is that we see and believe what we've seen in our past. And for me, um, I learned this. It was easy when things were going well, being on all of those things that you talked about on television and such. But six days before my wedding, I, my life was changed. I discovered that my person that I thought was my Prince Charming was cheating on me. And I found out while he is on the plane on his way to Atlanta uh, for wedding week. And um, it literally took the breath out of and my lungs. And you knew it was true, what you heard. Um, well, I'm a lawyer by trade. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: And some detective <laughs> skills went in. But that same day that I found out as he landed um, in Atlanta, I got to talk to him at the airport, and I wanna say thank God for Homeland Security. Um, (laughs) But you know, when I really knew that it was true, I actually talked to the woman who delivered this message because she said she was the one who this was happening with. And I stood at baggage claim watching him pick up his bags. And it, it didn't matter what I had been told or what he was going to say to me next, I looked and the Holy Spirit showed me exactly that it was true. I saw a countenance of shame that I had never seen before. Mm. So he didn't have to say a word I already knew. The day after the wedding was scheduled to take place, I say scheduled as opposed to supposed to. Right. And that was actually helpful for me in terms of the healing process of not having a thing of regret, feeling like something was supposed to happen that got jerked away. It was something that I scheduled, it didn't mean it was ever supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) That's good and uh, the day after I remember leaning up against the car And this is a car that my then fiance had purchased for me That was a very difficult decision for me because I'm a I've been an independent woman And I remember talking to my daddy and him saying you know this is something you do you let a man take care of you and Provide for you and now I have this luxury vehicle that I can't afford and I'm leaning up against it. A lot of people would still come in town for the wedding because, mind you, my dress was paid for, the venue's paid for, the church, the wow. um, the the cakes, <laughs> all of that. And people had their plane tickets, and they couldn't get refunds. So people still came in and loved on me. Instead of a rehearsal dinner, we had a a Love on Marshawn dinner. And um, <laughs> I remember leaning up against this car at the host hotel for the wedding and asking God, why did this happen to me? And I today believe that it's it's not the right question, I believe. Um, Instead, we should ask the question, God, where are you leading? Because so often we ask the why question, we don't get a response. Uh, God's not entitled to tell us why. But I asked it from probably the most sincere place of my spirit that I could. And as I was leaning up on the busiest street in the city of Atlanta, he said, you're gonna be able to change the lives of women like never before. Wow! And when he said, going to be able to, First I said, God, couldn't you have just sent me a memo? Like, did did, 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 did this have to be so dramatic and difficult and heartbreaking and embarrassing? Mm -hmm. I had uh, waited to be, I was abstinent until I got married. I'd waited 30 years. I thought this wedding was the sign of God's faithfulness of all of those right decisions, trying to be um, what I felt I was supposed to be and what he called me to be. So I didn't see this coming. And when he said, you'll be able to change the lives of women like never before, I, I I was I was humbled to say, you mean my capacity's not there yet? Even with these, the, me, I've been following you my whole life, there must be another level. So I didn't know what it meant, but he said the lives of women. Now I was working with professional athletes at the time, managing NFL and NBA players. So this was, um, even if he sent me the memo, I probably would have sent it back. Yeah. Because it wasn't on my radar, it wasn't what I was expecting, and I firmly believe that a lot of times we're looking um, in the past for what our future holds. And when God gives us um, something new, he will do it in a way that will make you think that it's not him because it's so off of your radar. it's so it's also probably the thing you said you would never do. <laughs> and in, in in the middle of that place is probably your your kingdom assignment where your, your actual territory, the mission that has only your name on it. As I rebuilt my life, um, holding on to this revelation on the side of this street, leaning up against a car that you'll be able to change the lives of women like never before. Um, Looking at what I now call a split rock moment of betrayal and infidelity and saying, God, there's new life. I stepped out and um, another what I call a lightning bolt moment happened one day in the kitchen. And God said, I want you to start teaching women about how to be Proverbs 31 women. 360, meaning successful in business and not to be not to shrink, not to be shy, but to uh, to learn how to win in that space. And I was like, okay. so I assumed that meant I was going to start a ministry that I needed to go to seminary. And it's something about when God tells us something that he wants us to do. We feel unqualified. Mm -hmm. I felt unqualified right away. So what I did is I just held this business event thinking I would do the God thing when I was good enough to do it. And little did I know he was tricking me um, with what felt comfortable to get me into the game. And so I've worked with now thousands of individuals in our programs and then um, hundreds up close and personal, and I've seen what it looks like to walk someone into their purpose. It's not something you can find out on stage. I think you've got to be engaged with people. And what I believe today is that purpose is the most powerful force on the planet. We're created on purpose, with purpose, from a place of purpose for the very purpose of purpose. Is that outlined
2: somewhere here? Oh,
1: yes, sir. You're going right down the steps. Yes. You
2: know, you're really expanding it. You're embellishing. You're explaining.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the, the thing about purpose is when we talk about destiny, when we talk about purpose, and then we talk about words like calling, we mix them together and then we take gifts. What does all of this mean? And so what I've learned is that our purpose is embedded in our spiritual DNA. Just like um, something that is formed or fashioned, let's just take a tire. It has utility. It has a purpose. It has a specific assignment based off of how it's designed. If as believers we understood our gifts, we would understand our design. And then our design would help us understand our deployment. Where do we belong?
2: Have you ever written on that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) A couple chapters.
2: (laughs) So, see, but what you are, you're hitting beautiful points. I mean, I think you could probably say them again. But the point is that everything you pointed to is vitally important. Absolutely. Don't you think it's amazing, Raina, the way she's unfolding this? It's, it's all, though we know she's smart, yeah. bright, articulate, but there seems to be kind of a supernatural, mm-hmm. in my opinion, direction that, that, that she's found herself right in the middle of.
3: Yeah, well, she's organized, she's uh, intelligent, Thank and you. she has applied this, she's anointed. And I, I suspect that you've gotten some feedback from some women that you've helped, what have you seen as you've been out talking about this?
1: Well, one, I've, I've discovered that fear is a real thing, right? And that one of the things that holds us back from stepping into our assignment is fear and in in Believe Bigger I talk about the voice of little me versus future me and little me is the part of us that likes to shrink and that listens to the enemy I also say that we are uh, a target of the enemy because we are a threat to the enemy and the greater your destiny the greater your purpose the greater your assignment the louder that little me inner me enemy voice will be but the opposite of that is the voice of future me which is where I believe God collaborates with the Holy Spirit to um, get us to learn to listen to how God speaks to us and I think we each have a future me and future me is not scared of little me in fact future me swallows little me like a vitamin for breakfast <laughs> and it gets stronger. gets
2: she is written above she's sharp Randy said it right she's got it okay people want to hire her. some of you say well she's got a job or I'd talk to her the point is she's got it what she's doing now she's trying to pass it on to everybody that will just give her a chance to come in and share what God has revealed to her and see it change your life for the good. Do you want to say thank you very much for what she's showing us? <laughs> One of the things you do yes. is you, you teach. Do so you have time to just go yes. over this real quickly Absolutely. because you know, this isn't Oprah or Dr. Phil. <laughs> this is just, you know, James and this Betty is way and James better. and Randy. This is way but, better. Touch on
1: that. Well, one of the things, as you were saying, successful, I'd rather be soaked in the Holy Spirit than any other strategy in the world because that's where God gives us um, insight that we don't even know. And we need it because what the enemy doesn't want us to know is this path to our purpose. And so what happens in the first season of life, we enter into what I call the discovery phase. And discovery is where we ask ourselves, who am I supposed to be? We all go through this and there's no right or wrong stage. The question is, where are you? And most believers will never make it out of stage two. When we're asking that question, who am I supposed to be? We get inundated with what I call the rules. Hmm. That's why we've got a nice little rule book there. Hmm. And your rules will be different than mine. This is where we learn the do's and don'ts of life, who we're supposed to be, who we're not supposed to be, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. But that becomes ingrained in us. This is also where we learn how to think small and shrink and actually to quiet the Holy Spirit for protocol. Hmm. The next stage is called talent. Talent is where we ask the question, who did I decide to be? And it's very important for us as believers to know that we can be anything we decide. It may not be who God formed us to be. We end up climbing mountains. um, And I talk in Believe Bigger about the five success mountains. So you can get Believe Bigger to learn what those are. But when those mountains become our identity and titles become our idols, the labels that we tell ourselves become fables and that keep us stuck as opposed to shifting into a sea of significance where God really wants us.
2: This is poetic <laughs> truth <laughs> powerful it really is an amazing gift God's given
1: you and well thank you so much and what I believe about discovery and talent is that what happens here is because your talent season can be very successful and successful can still be comfort, and God wants to break us up with our comfort zone. Sometimes disruption comes in because we've Good. just gotten too safe and too settled, and it could be at the top of a mountain. Mm-hmm. I was working at a law firm at the top of a high-rise, and I was miserable there. So just because we can climb mountains, mountain, it doesn't mean that we're using our anointing because God has designed us to move the mountains. Great truth. So what Great. happens then is that we'll get split rocked, as I was, out of this, and we enter into this place called... The shift and the gap. Now, we want to be in the shift, but most of us are in a gap, going in circles. God calls us not to retirement, but to reinvention. So we're supposed to move. We're not supposed to retire on top of a mountain. We're supposed to move into a greater place. But because we are not taught that, we end up going in circles. This is kind of like the wilderness in between your... Your your Egypt and your promised land. Mm-hmm. And so many of us believers go in circles talking about what God is going to do, but we <laughs> never step into it because we have to learn to make bigger decisions. Bigger decisions take us into a bigger place. So in the middle, when God splits our life up, what he's really doing is he's inviting us into this growth zone. It'll feel like a war zone. <laughs> but that's the that's the that what Power. he's doing is he's stripping Power. what no longer belongs. He's stripping the old you mm-hmm. and taking you into a new that you didn't even know existed, mm-hmm. but who he always intended. because where he wants us and I think you'll like this he's trying to get us into the glory zone and in the glory zone we step into the stage called gifts and gifts is all about our spiritual DNA our superpowers and our universal superpower I believe is our voice we're created in the image of God for the purpose of creating the way this whole thing got started is God said let there be light And so our universal superpower that we each share, although my Individual gifts might be different. I believe business is one of my gifts and I didn't understand that that was spiritually significant because I never learned about it in church. But all of us have gifts, whether you're a scientist, whether you're an engineer, whatever God has uniquely given you. I believe you are a unique expression of an idea of God that is exclusive to you. Yes. And that he has put his divine DNA. There's a piece of God in me that nobody else carries. That's great. And that is my superpower. That's where our gifts are. Our talents are what we decided to do. Mm. Our gifts are what we were born to do. Mm. These are the things that give glory to God. These are the things that are limited by protocol. So God wants to break us from our comfort zone, Mm. get us into our glory zone, ultimately for the purpose of influence. And each of us is called to lead. Our voice is supposed to lead other people to a greater place, to their promised land. So the question is not starting your purpose with what is my big why? The real question is, where is your divine where? Where are you uniquely designed to lead other people to? leading you, when God leads you into your promised land, that's where you'll discover the unique giftings that God has given you to lead other people into theirs. And when that happens, when people see us operating in our gifts, witnessing and being a guardian of the gospel is not that difficult because people will naturally see out of the overflow of our heart. They'll see the Holy Spirit. They'll see miracles happening. I've led more people to Christ in business. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that wasn't a holy (laughs) enough place. But one thing I say in here, and this is important for us as women to know that a woman's place is anywhere God sends her and anywhere God sends her is holy ground. We are all here to lead, have influence. And when we do that, we'll draw other people unto they we'll see the glory of God. Their hearts will be told, t- turn to him. And we won't even really have to say as much or try as hard. It's going to a- happen where the yoke is easy and the burden is light. But the thing that we need to be aware of in this season is what is our mission? What is our assignment? Understanding that our lives are messages that God uses to speak into and all the bad stuff is also working for his good. All of it is a message and God is authoring we're just the pen. And sometimes the pen is written on difficult surfaces. But we're just the pen. And so our life is a message. We have a mission. There is one with your name on it. Sometimes we think that we're not good enough or ready enough to lead. You're never gonna feel. But thankfully God calls, um, He equips the called. He doesn't call those who are equipped.
2: One of the clearest, most important, best delivered messages I've heard in my entire life. Would you Mm -hmm. say
1: thank God? Mm -hmm. Thank you, Marshawn. And I, and
2: I, I want you to get the book. I'm I'm, I'm pleading with you to get it because she's going to help you. Let me say something to you that I just see. Mm -hmm. You are the kind of woman so gifted, so called, and I believe so committed to what he wants. You could actually help lead us out of of the darkness, out of the ditch. You really can. You can be one of the most dynamic leaders on this planet. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know I see that. And I cherish that. For the glory of God, I covet it for the benefit of all the people God loves. I want it for them. Amen. May God bless you. Is my prayer for you, and it will continue to be. Will you join me in that prayer for her? Because God has gifted her. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, God. Thank you, so you You will love what we do. You say you watch life today. You like life today. Mm-hmm. Because we share life today. We reveal it, but we share it. And I want all of you watching right now, this is the last week now. I mean, this is a biggie. Twice a year, we ask you to save the lives of hundreds of thousands of children. You've saved millions. That's a fact. That's not just a mere stat. That's reality. I want you to look and listen. I want you to listen to Sheila. I want you to listen to the heart of God expressed through Sheila. In behalf of someone, listen to me, someone you are the answer for. You're God's answer for what you see. Okay,
0: okay,
3: yeah, okay uh, wait, wait, so this, oh. we're asking this lady yeah, if she can talk about... She lost, I think she had four children. Four children. What was the what, cause of what, what, is it, Was it
1: sickness or was it anger? <laughs>
0: Pois quando quando temos quando temos tudo. Já os dehanga, já. Caríe. Deu tenho quatro a
3: I know when I've seen pictures like malnourished children, severely malnourished children before, I've thought, it's too late, there's nothing I can do. But what I discovered while I was here is that with the first bowl of food, you reverse the process. The minute nutrition begins to enter the body of a child, it's as if death turns the corner and life marches in. It's amazing what every single one of us can do. So you might look at these pictures and think, like I did, this is overwhelming. It's, it might seem that way, but that's just a lie of the enemy. This is fixable. We can do this. We can turn from death to life in a moment.
2: You know, I, don't, I don't know how many of you heard there at the first, I don't know if it registered, this mother said that she had four children. She lost them all. Betty and have three children. As you know, Randy, we said goodbye to one of them. You sang to her on the way out. You have four children. I do. She lost all four. I can't imagine. What, what, what do you long in your heart to see our viewers understand and do? You
3: know the, the first time I went over to uh, Africa and watched the mission feeding program in action, uh, when I came back it was it was difficult. I, you know you, you go to the grocery store, there's food everywhere you, you see us throwing out food at restaurants. Um, my children were small and maybe didn't want what we were serving and, and there was a bit of an anger and, and I thought, God, what is going on here? These people are starving and we've got so much. Mm -hmm. This this is wrong. And, And God said, you know, this, where we are, is right. I'm a God of plenty. I'm a God of abundance. I'm not a God of hunger. I'm a God that wants to bless the people. I said, well, Lord, give them some food. Send some food. And God said, I sent you. That's why you're here. We are His hands and feet. We say that, but we don't always know what that looks like. Well, this is what it looks like. Mm -hmm. God wants to bless those people. He doesn't want them to starve. He doesn't have that desire for anyone to suffer. But He's put you and I here to do something about it. And that's why I'm honored to be a part of all the outreaches of life, but especially mission feeding.
2: Well, you have seen it, and uh, you've seen them. Unbelievable, indescribable effect of it. Oh, it's wonderful. Everything's great. New. It's it's like, it in some ways is like the resurrection of the dead. It's certainly like the healing of the those appear incurable and they're not. So now listen to me. This is our last week in this emphasis twice a year we come. Hundreds of thousands of children that missionaries with a heart full of love have located. Compassion led them. They've left their comfort to give love. But they can't give the life that those kids need unless we give them the resources. We have to give them the food. We have to pay for it. 400,000 children right now waiting. Many in malnutrition clinics where your resources also fund that support. Right now, if you'll simply go get your bike card, please do it, or go get a check and know I'm gonna make it to life and give life. If you'll simply go online Take that bank card or dial that phone number. It's a lifeline right now for someone. And say, here's my gift. 30, 50, or $100 feeds three, listen to me, five or 10 children. Could you feed 10 with a $100 gift that'll give for the next months? 50 or 30 for five or three? And is there any way you could give 1,000 and give 100 children food? Would you do that right now? Would you do it, please? Father, I pray every person watching will heed your voice, express your heart and your love right now. In Jesus' name, please go to the phone with that card or go online. Make the gift God leads you to make. Remember, it's last week for you to help. Last days, do what God leads you to do.
0: Thank you in impoverished and drought-stricken areas of Africa, children are suffering. The need is great, and without food, they face severe malnutrition, even death. With your support, Life's Mission Feeding Outreach can save lives by feeding and caring for children in the hardest hit areas of Angola, Mozambique, and South Sudan. With previous reserves gone and Mission Feeding helping in areas with severe crop failure, we urgently need to replenish our food supplies to reach 400,000 children who are counting on us. Your life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for three full months. And with your gift of any amount, we'll send you Proverbs Power Successful Communication. This powerful CD series along with study guide featuring Stephen K. Scott unveils the secrets to incredible wisdom found only in the book of Proverbs. This series will give you the tools to transform your relationships in life. With your gift of $100 or more, request the complete Proverbs Power Library featuring five power packed sessions that include the power of vision, breaking through mediocrity and much more. Finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more, to help feed and care for 100 children, be sure to request the Bridge of Faith framed canvas print by Thomas Kincaid. This is The Last Week. Please call, write, or make your gift online.
2: You know, we're going to send the gift of Proverbs power. (laughs) You heard the power of Proverbs (laughs) from this woman today. I mean, just you know, not only in living color, but in living action. I mean, this, this lady dressed up in glory and Jesus and wisdom. I mean, mm. I'm supposed to be a, a good communicator. I feel like a total dud. <laughs> I, I can't make any line rhyme. You know, this woman talks poetry. She talks in power, inspirational power. Let her help you, please, please. You just give food to those kids, you just make a gift to help them, and you say, would you mind sending us that book? We'd like to have it, you better believe we'll send it. You give life, we're gonna pour all the life we can out on you, and so will Marshawn. Would you join Randy and me in saying thanks to Marshawn. You've Thank just blessed us, beyond measure. Thanks ladies. you blessed are. us. Amazing, you blessed us. So I mean it, praying to you. I, b- I believe what I said. I There's God. no limit, he's your limit. <laughs> so much, so much for helping us, bless you, thanks.
0: Is there irrefutable evidence that God is still in the miracle business? Today. Today. Lee Strobel and The Case for Miracles, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.